me call you back. I like that you did so, your research. I gotta call you back. So there he Love is. Aiko is working. Peace. That's how you All right. start an episode with Aiko right. working. Yes. Here <laughs> Guys, we, oh, we're, we're live, man. Again. Oh, we're live again. One more Why time. <laughs> hey, we're live, party people, live and direct with our man, Alex Gauzy. Gaudi. I think from now from now on, I think we're gonna have our guest. No, no, no! You better get the name, name right, people. You better get the name right because if you get if you say Gauzi at the door, no, no, let me in, man. Gauzi, they're gonna be like, nah, dude, go to the back of the line. You know what, what is when, it called? When I met it's the guy, I actually thought Gaudi. it was Goudier. I, I don't know for some you're, reason. You're the only one. Yeah. I've that quite often. Oh, well. So, how do you say your name? First of all, Alex Gaudi. Gaudi, there you go. That's Gaudi. Right. I've been saying Don't it right it wrong. for the past 15 Don't years. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it in. There you go. I'm Latin. Where are you there from? You well, I was born here, but my family uh, is from Cuba. They came in 1960. Oh, nice. So, yeah. No, no Italian vibe, no nothing. You got like that, that Italian look. Well, I, I feel like um, yeah. Latins are, are, and, and yeah, Italians have a very similar... We're universal. universal. Very, very similar flavor. vibe, flavor. flavor. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I like, I personally like the Latin vibe better. I've seen you hanging with uh, Gianluca Viacci, now that you mentioned, a few times. Yeah, wow. a, a couple times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not really right, hanging so out with anyone. For you few people who don't know who Alex Scaudi is, um, Alex Scaudi is a, a very well-known nightclub promoter. Um, I actually, when I introduced um, his name to the show, I mentioned him as the comeback promoter of the year. Comeback promoter um, of the year. I mean, this people. guy, I, I had the pleasure of working with Alex Back in the day, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to say how many years ago. Oof. Old school? Um, very old school. Very old school. Very old school. Um, I don't know. part of the hooky jams? How old are you now? 41. Uh, 41 years old. This motherfucker looks good. You know. Oh, we're not a cuss on this show? Thinks good. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Okay. Explicit right. language. Yeah, I feel at home. Don't, don't, you know, don't hold <laughs> we'll back. We'll beep it on later. Um, so, yeah. So, I had the pleasure of working with this guy um, back in the day in Mansion on South Beach. It was the first time I think we, we did something. Um, together and, and what a and great bro, experience that was, bro! I, I, it was an amazing experience, and I can tell you one thing: I learned a lot from you back back then. Oh, wow! Um, the main thing that I can tell you that I took away from from you was to lead, you know, to lead by example. Um, it was something that that like, everybody, you know, you had. A, I've never seen such a, a big ass team of promoters. Like I don't know, like over sixty people working. <laughs> And, and the like way it. you handled uh, the team, but you were always showing everybody this is how it's done, and it wasn't like just giving orders and and you know and treating them in, in that way. I was just taking notes at that time. Um, wow. You know, so so it's a pleasure to have you here. I know. Thank and you cheers, for, for for inviting me on, man. Thanks for coming. When when you uh, invited Salute. me to come, there was no way I could turn you down. Salute. Never done a podcast before, so. Oh but, well. By the way, we're we're sharing Cusqueña beer one more time. Yes. But Alex is having his favorite drink. Talk Cav to us about uh, that. Cavassier. This is this. Have, I mean, you've seen the movie. Uh, What's that movie? Um, That's the <laughs> what's, what's the name of that movie with the guy that drinks the Cavassier? All right, we probably won't remember. Double seven. What is it? No, um, but we'll put it down here when we remember. He's actually he's actually a radio <laughs> show host, the black guy with the afro. Shit, bro, you you watch Jamie different Fox. type of porn. I'm I'm only a porn guy. <laughs> I should know, but anyway. Jamie Fox. Hey, well, cheers. Well, the cheers was and, the name of a booty the movie. movie. But before we get into the drinks and everything, man, you got you went in hard, old school, yeah. this and that. You didn't even introduce. Hey, welcome to the Nightlife Entrepreneur, Entrepreneur Podcast. We're here. You know, let's let's uh let's talk about our, our hashtags. What's your hashtag? Like let the people know to follow you. Let's let's get into we, this. By the way, we've been drinking for a while, no? Well, hey, yeah, happy mean, hours here in Winwood Kitchen and Bar with Cerveza Cusqueña. Can't go wrong, man. Exactly. Miami it's always a good time to drink. No it's always, always a good time. Always, at always. whatever time. Even on Brunch, a Monday. On a Monday. <laughs> True that. True yes. that. True that. So you want to be quiet for a minute? Yeah, let's moment of silence for what all the questions <laughs> we're about all right. to we're so, about to ask Alex. Okay, so how do we begin? The first thing I wanted to ask you Old school, was no school. how did you end up in this business? Oh wow! So you know, I think most people, at least me personally, and from what I what I gather, most people kind of get into it by accident, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, in high school. Um, I was always throwing parties, house parties, and back in those times, you would get a keg, you go to somebody's house, so funny. and then you would charge people for a red solo cup. This is what happens when somebody doesn't listen to the previous show. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I'm guilty. No, no, no. But no, you but know that's what? Good. It's you an see, amazing it's not thing. A lie. 
it's exactly my words exactly from how said. when I started. And, and you're using the same words and the re same red solo yeah. cups. Yeah, the <laughs> red solo cups. And, and, um, and, you know, you start making money that way. And uh, back, back when I was in high school, um, you could be 18 years old to go to the clubs on South Beach. Right. So when you're a senior in high school, you're already going out and you're partying. You don't have a dollar to your name. So you're bringing the girls with you and you tell the girls, hey, Go to the bar, get guys to buy you drinks, and then when you guys have a few, come back to me. Right. And that's what we used to do. Cause we, you know, and we would have our little flasks, and, and we'd be drinking before we got, we'd be pre-gaming, and, and you got introduced into nightlife that way from a very, very young age in comparison to other cities, I believe. And such a high level of nightlife. Back then, that's when Madonna was at the clubs, and um, I would see the Miami Heat players, and... Um, you know, you would, you would be rubbing elbows with some celebrities so you at were, 18 years old. So you were doing these house parties, and then you kind of started noticing that you had, like, a, a talent for this? You, you, it, and, well, and, you know, I kind of dreamed about it, but I, 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 you know, I didn't become a promoter because right out of high school, I, I, when I finished, I went to the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. So, um, so was it like you felt like, okay, I need some discipline in my life? or? Well, you know what? I was actually really, really afraid to go to college because I was like, I am not going to make it through college. All my, I'm going to be partying way too much, and I'm going to get in trouble. So um, <laughs> let me go my ass to the Marine Corps. Let me go fight and, for this country. And it was actually a, a great decision. Um, the experiences were invaluable. The people I've met are still uh, my best friends to this day. Wow. Um, uh, did the Marines in any way um, change or shape the way you worked in this business? 100% it did. 100%. Oh, yeah? yeah, you know, when I got out of the Marine Corps um, and, I, and I finally moved back to Miami, it took like seven years I got back to Miami. And I was on the GI Bill and I was going to FIU. And back then, uh, I was working during, in, during the daytime at my aunt's real estate office. I was coaching Pop Warner football for little kids on Keepers Game, um, working out every day, and then I would try to party at night. And you know, busy guy. Something's got to give at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, somebody from Crowbar, which was the biggest, hottest club in Miami at the oh, time, yeah. which is where Cameo Theater is. What year we're talking about? This was 2002. Okay. Um, they're like, hey, uh, you know, I was always at the club, and I would, be, I was. Like the Justin Timberlake, I like to, to dress cool, and I was always dancing, so I always had like nice. a bunch of girls with me. And one of, the, one of the owners of the club was like, hey, would you like to work here? Um, we'll give you free drinks. Hmm. And I was just like... That was the first perk. I was like, no, but I thought I was, I thought I was, uh, I thought I was a big time negotiator. I'm like, if you really want me here, you gotta give me $100 too, right? <laughs> Taking 100 bucks, and, and the guy said, Sure, no problem. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna get $100. I'm gonna give them to the club. I'm gonna get Drink free drinks. Free. And, you know, I'm gonna be able to go to the bar. They didn't, they didn't give me a table back then. It was like, you could be at the bar. They'll give you all the shots you want. And it was pre-made shots. So right. I didn't have a table, didn't have a bottle, didn't have anywhere to sit. I was hanging out at the bar. But what that forces you to do is to interact more and to, to you know, I was always meeting girls because I wasn't stuck at my table. Right, you know? of course. Um, so there was, there was some cool, you know, which is a mistake that a lot of people make at some point in their promoter career. You know, it's like you get a table, you bring your, you know, five, six closest uh, friends. friends or girls, Absolutely. put them at the table, sit there and spend the whole night there just looking cool. And, you know, you don't get to network, you don't get to networking. You don't get to work the, the, sure, the you continue to build oh, man. and grow. We could get, we could go down there. Yeah, I mean, social media has changed things too as well. Like the, the interaction level has definitely decreased. I mean, promotion, the promoting game has changed completely, right. completely, completely. But back then, yeah, you really had to work hard, um, and you and you knew you were in a fortunate position to be a promoter. So I feel I took my job very seriously because it wasn't easy to get that job as a promoter back right. then. Um, everybody wanted to be a promoter and. Right. Um, you didn't want to lose your spot, so you right. had to you had to produce. And it's not like when you're throwing parties, when you're promoting. Um, it's not like uh, you know, pay-per-view. Let's say a, a boxing match with a, a promoter, right? right. Uh, a boxing promoter. He promotes this event, puts all this hype out there, all this hype, all this hype, all this hype, and the fight lasts a minute and a half. Right. The worst thing ever, right? Right. You create all this hype. As a promoter, the harder you work before the fight, the party, 
Right. When you create all that hype and people buy into that hype, the hype is automatically going to become a reality because everybody showed up and that's all you need. Right. You just need them there. Right. Now the party's going to be till five in the morning. So there's a lot of satisfaction in that instantly. But on the flip side is you always have to perform. There's a lot of pressure for your guest list to have a lot of names checked off every night because right. people can gauge exactly what you did. Right. They can look at your guest list because back then we used to actually turn in guest lists. Yes. Right. And they can see who showed up and who didn't show up. Right. And they know how many people came on your behalf. Right. So the, I've, for me, being a Marine, um, I definitely, I had my, uh, I had like a process, a protocol that I kind of an agenda. Went through, yeah, and I went step by step because I had to make sure I killed it every single night. And if I didn't, I felt like a like a scumbag. I felt like so, I sucked. So you the had Marine, to wake up earlier and go do so, your. You so know, the Marine kind of like helped you put everything kind of in order, as far as. Yeah, know, yeah, definitely. It gave me the discipline was. I needed. Um, I mean, I, I would start. I used to. I used. I remember. I, I was so on point. When I was when I first started in this business, that I would, I would write, I would call a girl to to invite her out. She's like, oh, I have a test tomorrow. I can't go out tonight. Da, 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 da. So I would write down, test in history, right, or whatever it was, right. Yeah. And then I would call her the next day because I'd have her a list. I'm like, hey, how was your test was in your history? Test? Wow. And that was part of my process because I knew if I wanted her to come out with me, when when you're a beautiful girl in Miami, every promoter in Miami's calling you every single day. They're sending you text messages and they're so why is she gonna come out with me when she can go out with any promoter? She's gonna get invited to all the hottest parties. Well the, the calling was back then. Yeah. I mean as a, as a general theme of this episode today, uh, we thought that it'd be good to, to look at the fact that promotion, uh, the job of a nightclub promoter was one of the coolest things back then. Today it's been kind of uh, downgraded or I don't know what word to use, but it's, it's really the same. It's you know? brilliant on the side, on the, on the, on, on, from, the, from an owner's perspective. Because what they have done is they've taken the power away from the promoter. Because right. the promoter used to have the power. The promoter used to make a lot of money. So as right. a business owner, you know, when you're giving away these big percentages to promoters who have this big following, you're like, yo, how can I keep some of this money, more of this money for me? Right. The promoter was getting the shine. For instance, I had a, I'm not going to mention the owner, but I had a Will Smith's manager and uh, some really important people at my table. Uh, on a back in maybe 2006, and some NFL athletes, including Jerome Bettis, um, like some major guys, right. and I had a, one of the best tables in the club. And the owner of the club, for no reason, kicked me out from that table and put me on a worse table. And he knew exactly who I had at my table, right. and I knew exactly why he was doing it. It's a power trip. The power trip. He was like, Alex is the cool guy at my club. Right. And I can't, I can't. And, and everybody there knows it. That's we the worst everybody part. Knows yeah, it. We, we, we spoke about that. So last, there's last an ego there. thing. But then the money thing. So what, what do they do? They dilute it. They hire a bunch of promoters. Nobody that's getting a percentage, right? right? They're getting a, a flat fee. Right. So now you're, you have 30 guys working in a, in a space that used to have six guys. Right. And I mean, so you guys get an idea. Uh, back in the day, it used to be six people, the most, um, who own a party, own a night. And basically put in a thousand people in one spot, just those six guys. Uh, and nowadays, you have to build a team of 30 people plus in order to put 400 people together in one room. Um, so things have changed. And those 30 people most likely don't want to work for that one promoter. So, so which is part of, of what we've so been, there's no we're trying to do. We're trying to educate this new generation uh, promoters, the, the new generation how to do it right how to build the right team how you know and the ones that are being part of a team how to grow into becoming you know self-made bro i mean you you i've never seen you as a company but you are your own company you've always you've always worked like with your own name right or or is it mostly so when we started working together back which was in 05 at mansion i had i used to run a party at Rumi on a thursday night um i did a dinner party i did a few things i had a team of like maybe 12 promoters um, that worked underneath me. And they brought me into, we, we were at Manson, you guys were doing Latin, right. uh, rock and espanol, in the main room, and they put me in the, in the back room. Right. And it was during, um, it was in March, so it was, uh, it was spring break here in Miami. And that's when Wednesday was the worst night in Miami to go out. 
nothing was happening on a Wednesday night except for Michael Capone had bed going on, and that was house right. music. And yeah, I was completely against this party on Wednesday night at Mansion. By the way, I mean, I, I like we didn't think it was going to be what it ended up being. Oh no, man, what when, a monster when you that joined, actually. But what it was, it was brilliant. You guys were in, in the main room and doing the rock in Espanol, and, and in my first night, we. I ended up having 17 guys that we worked together in the smaller room. And when I say smaller room, it was still a big room. Right. It was still a... a, a yeah, the club many, needed 2,000 people 2000. on a Wednesday. The club holds 2,000. <laughs> that The Cadillac Lounge is what we were calling it. Probably could hold a good 300 people, which is a nice-sized club. But we did more numbers and sales in that room than Down they the did rest. in the main room. So then we're like, you know what? Let's combine everybody. And we're going to combine hip-hop with... Latin. With Latin. And that's going to keep the unwanted element out, which is, you know... Um, and this is back when reggaeton is, was not as hip yeah, as today. Yeah, yeah. And Miami was still had its reservations about hip-hop. You had to be very careful with with when you had hip-hop parties because you didn't want to bring in the It was more the like thug, commercial. The wrong crop. It was, uh, more, element. it was more commercial hip-hop. Well, hip-hop in general just wasn't ex as accepted as it is now. Okay. Uh, I used to have a lot of problems with, you know, I have a lot of professional athlete friends. Well, same with Latin music, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, That's what we got on Wednesday. And they wanted, yeah. they wanted that hardcore, they wanted Wu-Tang Clan. No, it's not that they wanted that. The venues wouldn't, would fight with me about bringing my black friends into the clubs. Oh, wow. And I was one of the first Unacceptable. promoters to, to kind of bring those worlds together here in Miami. Kind of like... Like, right. o open up that vision. Yeah. Today, it's crazy hey, to see him dancing well, reggaeton all over the place, back, man. Going back oh, yeah. to one thing, I want to just, just for, you know, our listeners, I, I kind of want to understand a little bit more of why would a why would a club owner, if, if Will Smith and these people are at your table and that's you, you know, you brought them in, you're obviously going to entertain them, host them, make them feel at home, and that makes them spend more money, right? Why would he want to put you in another table? Is it because he wants you to work another table and make that other table spend more money? No, kind of like, hey, I got this. Or was it an no, ego? He took all the wrong reasons. Everybody Always that was sitting reason. with me at that table uh -huh. was moved and put oh. in a crappy table. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, these, these celebrities okay. and managers, 95% yeah. um, of them are not your friends. Okay. They will... They are going to go to whoever can take care of them the best. And as a manager, your job is to make sure that your client gets the best treatment everywhere he goes. That's what right. makes so, them come back. So that manager doesn't care if Alex Gowdy gets in that service or if somebody else. But he's going to find out who's going to give me the best service. Right. So the second that they see that I'm not that guy, Boom. they're yeah. going to go to the owner. They're going to find out, okay, why were we right. moved? We want to be sitting over there. I, we're obviously with the wrong person. It happens with, with some owners so and it like, happens with some bad management. So what, what, could, what, it, what piece of advice could we give a, a, a promoter? A young nowadays, new promoter nowadays. kind of like dealing with that and, his, and an owner. Like how does he, is it something that he should go up to the owner immediately and say, hey man, listen, I'm doing my job right. I'm bringing in these people. You know, come on, give me give me a break. Like, if I'm bringing these people, why are you gonna sit them in the in the in the worst table when you know that they're expecting the best service and the best table in the you spot? Know, well, some of these things usually go unspoken for some reason. Uh -huh. <laughs> some some of these things usually go unspoken for yeah, some reason. Yeah. Like, well, I think you know, once that snowball starts rolling down, yeah, yeah. it gets gets to a certain point that there's nothing you can really do about it, right? So. Live is what it is, and it's going to be what it is, um, and there's no stopping it. And South Beach is what it is, pretty much. What's beautiful now for promoters who want to create their own following and create their own niche is you got to. My phone is doing its own stuff, people. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's four of us being. Some of these it. club owners are <laughs> tapped into my phone. Yeah, it's a good thing about doing this live. So, um, they, uh, you know, you have Winwood. Winwood's a great place for new promoters to start off and create your own niche and your own following. You got to stick tr to, to what you're true to, what you love, right? Um, and don't let anybody else influence that. Right. And create your path. Uh, like, I just got hired by Cavassier. I was in, um, Shout out I was to in uh, Chicago a couple weeks ago um, learning about the brand and, 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 you know, and when I first got up there, they have their own ideas of how they wanted to market. And by the time I left there, 
because I stuck to my guns and was introducing them to the reggaeton and the Latin. They were right. like, hey, we like that. That's cool, right? Right. I could have very easily been like, okay, they don't like that. Okay, I'll just do what they want me to do. Right. And you can't do that even in, in, in nightlife. Get, play the music you want to play. You can't, you can't put a DJ that a club likes just to make them happy because then you're not going to be happy and then that's going to trickle down to everybody else that's on your team and then to the people that you invite. You got to do what you love. If you right. love Wu-Tang Clan, play Wu-Tang right. Clan. If you love, do what's you. you gotta, yeah, the, way, the way I see it is you got to make your, your niche good. as small as you can. Yeah. You know, you got to make a decision. What is it? Okay, so I cater to a Latin crowd, right? But my Latin crowd, when I started, it was mainly Colombian, Venezuelan. After I started growing and, and my crowd started growing too, then I, I decided, okay, um, we got to go a little further than that because now I need more people and some of these right. people are not here anymore. Da, da. So now we, we open to a different... It. Exactly. You, you tweak depending it. on what you need and the and clubs you on have, the venue. If you have a venue that holds 1,200 people as opposed to a right. one that holds 200. But, but focus on what you're good at. Stay right? true to yourself. I, I could have never done a good hip-hop Stay party. Stay true to yourself, right? right? And then when you need, when you need that other element, because you're like, okay, like when we did Mansion on a Wednesday, there was no way Latin or hip hop on a, the right hip hop crowd was gonna fill up a place of 2,000 people on a Wednesday night. Yeah, until and, it happened. And with the best Latin promoters in Miami, um, with an up and coming group like myself, that was the first time that I was ever in charge of a party. I had already been in the business for about a year and a half, and that was my first opportunity to be the headlining promoter, if you will, uh, of a party. And when it blew up, it completely changed my life. So you guys, you guys kind of united forces. We so did. So it's always, it's always important to let promoters know, hey, if there's something, if there's a room that needs to be filled, or, or a night, a week night, like on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday, that you need to fill. Sometimes you need to unite forces with another promoter. Absolutely. Nowadays, and there's nothing wrong with that. more than ever. More than nowadays, ever, yeah. more than ever. Now, promoters are 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 doing what uh, what hip-hop artists started doing, uh, joining forces, reggaeton artists are doing, you know, joining forces, putting songs out together and all this. And you see a lot of parties nowadays that it's not just one company, but it's two or three even doing right. it. And it's just due to the fact that you can't... And everybody's you know, splitting the pie? Is that what's what's going down? Yeah, everybody's everything's negotiated different. Every yeah. deal's yeah. always different. It all depends on the company. But in the end, I, I think there's one main reason for that. You mentioned back in the day, everybody was calling everyone. Today, People are using social media, right? And they think that's all they need. A lot of the promoters, they think that by posting something, a flyer especially, they're gonna get people at the party. That's a reminder, yeah. that's a reminder. Number two, okay, they send a text. All right, so if I get a text, I might think about you know this venue that this guy just posted a picture. Remember that if you post something on Instagram, only about 10 to 15% of your people are actually gonna see it, number one. So whatever you think your followers are, go 15% of that. That's how many people actually see it. Number two, you text all your people. Let's say so on average people have a thousand people on their phone, you know, and they text all their thousand people on their phone. The same, another 10% of them might pay attention to this. You know what I mean? But if you make a phone call, which is what we used to do back then, you know, it history. was very personal. We would go to their houses. We'd get no, them out well, of their jobs. He said right now about right nowadays. Down, hey, history. Very few people actually day. continue to do that, and they all what all they do is send that text, post that Instagram uh, picture, and they think it's the job's done. That's why you need 30 people to do it because it doesn't work that way. Now, if I make phone calls, I make a hundred phone calls in one week, bro. Believe me when I tell you that 80 of those people are gonna show up, <laughs> and they're bringing people with so them. Is that, exactly. Is that what works? How, how do you feel the industry has changed as far as promoting a club with now with social social media and the way that back in the days you used to have to call that girl and write and make that note down that at the end of the day made it more personal and I, I, I would assume that person would felt more special when she remember when she saw that she received the call and wow he remembered that I had a test you know what I'm gonna go to him because he remembered that how do you capture that? connection now with social media how do you do that well i don't think you do it with social media no he, uh, he said it perfectly it's a reminder it's like uh pepsi putting a billboard up and it says pepsi it, you know it's just a reminder um phone calls are still the way or personal text that they know is a personal text works too because people we live in a different era people respond to text right. messaging right. um but it has to be personal, personal. can't be a blast and, and people know the difference now got it um but um wow 
that is there enough is there enough hours in a day for that like to for you to be able or you have to have your team also hey follow up with this there person there is but you you need to create a just like when you know people who have a, a nine to five yeah. you have your schedule for the week and you know pretty much how your, your schedule what you're going to do every day and at what time you're going to do it. it you need to actually set a time it's okay on thursday i'm going to spend this many hours calling right. on friday i'm going to do this following you know? up and you know if you have a dinner party on on friday or saturday your first calls for that dinner party should go out on Monday. Right. So for those... Yeah, yeah not, for, not 30 for, minutes for, before the party. No. So for everyone who thinks that, hey, being a promoter is easy and it's kind of like just partying because a lot of people, you know, they feel that it's just... It can be if they life. want it to be that, if they want it as a hobby. No, I, I understand that. But for those who, who believe that it's just party, 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 you know, it's not that way. You and have to set yourself... If you're to be good at anything in this world, you got to work hard. You got to work. Exactly. You got to work. Nothing is easy. And there is no substitute for hard work. Exactly. You know, so, okay. Um, so yeah. So you you know you can it could be the party thing. It could be the easy. You could be the the really good looking twenty three year old who doesn't have to do anything to get a group of girls to come out. But you're gonna if you don't work hard, then that's all you're gonna ever be. And you advise those promoters to set a schedule like hey. Tuesdays make it your call day. Wednesdays make it your follow-up days. Thursdays make it your yeah, second. You know, follow-up everybody's day. schedule is different, so it depends on what types of parties you have, how many how many parties you're doing a week. Um, you know, and then you can you can do cross promotion on certain things. You can you know, sometimes cool. you'll have a dinner party on a Friday followed by a party right after, and you'll use that dinner party as a tool to get girls to come to the after. Oh, if you come to the party, I'll take you to dinner beforehand. You know what I mean? Like right. exactly. And then you call your boys up and be like, hey, I got, I'm going to dinner with like, I got like eight girls coming for dinner tonight. Which, by the way, that's a new thing. The dinner oh. party before, right? That's like the new. Yeah. Well, well you know, I'm, I'm hearing about dinner party not as much as, as brunches. What, what, what's happening now yeah. is uh, day parties. It's so much more competitive. There's so yeah. many more venues. You gotta offer more. <laughs> right. Like, you gotta offer people right. more to get them to come out. Yeah. So you wow. got an idea that the the whole idea and concept of the of the dinner party prior to going out. It's because you convince people, let's do the, like if you weren't thinking of going out to a club, Don't let's go have barbecue. dinner. Yeah, let's go have dinner. When they're at the dinner, you convince them there. <laughs> you know, you make sure they go afterwards. A lot of times, uh, there's a lot of free dinners for, for ladies. There's venues that do a lot of free liquor. You know, I'm, I'm against uh, the, the craziness that's going on today because, I mean, back I in the day, great. people would call. I'm like, it's uh, like, it's my birthday. What can, you know, what can you do for me? All right, how many are you? We're 50 people, okay. So you need to get four tables uh, for the 50 people. You, uh, the cover charge is this much, so you guys can pay in advance. I'll give you a discounted rate. You pay that much, and you get this table, these bottles, oh, and you know, and we'll take, we'll put the cake and decorate your table, something like that. Cool. Nowadays, okay. So these guys um, next door are giving me uh, they call a you bottle. And they tell you. Yeah, the, the the actual clients will say. What are you gonna give me? Because I'm getting a bottle for every five people or girls or whatever, and I'm getting a champagne yeah. bottle for my birthday plus one for all the the, the and six that girls. That person has a million followers. Like, so what are you gonna do? Not even. It's like anything, like anybody, like whoever, like anybody gets, you know, a lot wow. and no cover charge and whatever. So I'm like, in the end, it's like, uh, either you give them a little more, yeah. and they get up the ass, or don't give and let them go. Yeah, look, and, even the know. big clubs like Live and Story are offering the world to people because they're huge clubs and they have to fill their doors. So when you're working at a smaller venue and wow. you're, you yeah. know, you're not going to offer as much. And and the, those those venues usually have big artists that they that they're booking. Right. They they it's become very corporate. It's become a lot like Vegas. Oh yeah. Right. They're, they're forget South Beach is forgetting about the locals. Completely. They're giving away everything free to the girls, and then it's tourists who come in and buy these really expensive tables. Um, when I first started promoting, at, when Crowbar was the hottest club in, in Miami, you can get a bottle of Grey Goose for $250. And that was considered expensive back then. Right. Like, wow, $250 for a bottle plus tax and tip and all that, you know, you're spending over $300, right. close to $400, uh, three, three something. Now, a bottle at the premier club on South Beach is gonna be, with tax and tip, is gonna be like six, Six, seven, six, over six hundred dollars, and the minimums. I mean, you can't get a table at Rockwell on a weekend any less than two thousand dollars normally, unless you have a unless you have a really good relationship with somebody, or unless for some reason they're just really, really slow that night, which doesn't happen very often. That's of course very different uh, wherever you guys are from. The listeners, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the, we're talking about Miami. Miami. I mean, this is one of the the happening places. Like wherever you go in the world, like I, I mean. I, 
been around, seen a lot of parties in different places, and Miami for some reason has something. You know, like well, Miami is Miami. But you know, you got to take care of your locals, though, and that's so yeah. completely. A lot completely. of the locals are, are, are forgotten, are, are forgetting, are, are tired of South Beach for that reason. But the beautiful local 22-year-old girls and 25-year-old girls and all that—they're not tired of it because they're not spending a yeah. dime. Right. And they want to hang out at the table next to Lil Wayne yeah. and next so to do, Drake. So, do you think? Do you think South Beach is having a hard time or no? With everything else that's popping up, you know. The design district, Brickle. Compared to when were they, I mean, there's some venues that are still doing really, really well. Uh, Live is doing well, Rockwell's doing well. Uh, everyone else is always struggling, it seems yeah. like nowadays. I mean, it, it's kind of like there's a, like a little mafia in a way, you know what I mean? You got, you got the big boys and then everybody else. And yeah. everybody else is always struggling. And the big but, boys but, uh, but have But they have to charge. They have to do what they're doing too because, I yeah. mean, the rent on South Beach is ridiculous. Right. And they're, you know, they're... They're uh, dependent on table clients that aren't from Miami for the most part. They're people that are, right. that are traveling, um, that are in town, and, and um, all these venues have relationships with the biggest concierges and VIP hosts in every city, in Vegas, in New York, and so they, they, they kind of control do you get thing, Do you get hired to work in other cities, like Chicago? You just mentioned that, that you know, in, Chicago's, in Chicago you were able to make some moves, you know, does that work everywhere, or was it something that, you know... Well, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. So okay. whenever you, you know, 2002, 2003, so whenever you've been doing it for that long, obviously you're going to have contacts in everywhere. pretty much every city uh, that has an, any type of nightlife going right. on. That's awesome. Know? So could I do, I mean, I have 6,000 contacts in my phone, and I have them all broken down into groups. You might be in three or four groups. So if I meet you and you're from LA, you go into an LA group automatic. So when I get to LA, I can go to my LA group and I'll have a couple hundred people there and I can already send out messages right. to whoever, hey, I'm, I'm in town, what's going on tonight? But that also works if I, ever, if I need to do an event out in LA. Exactly. I'm gonna be able to contact these people and meet. Instantly. So, oh, so, so that's what that, so that, that thing was, show. Crazy Hose Group. Is that what that was? Uh, yeah. So your job gives you that, that flexibility. It, does it give you that confidence and that flexibility to know that, you know, if you ever get tired of Miami, you're like, you know what, let me look at my L.A. group. I got like 2,000 contacts. You know For what, sure. let me go to But you know what, LA. I'm tired of nightlife, period. Oh, it, yeah? To be okay. honest. I mean, not because there's anything wrong with nightlife. I'm 41 years old and I have other things that I want to do. And things that I'm actually working on now. Cool. Um, but uh, owning I a like, club? Owning no, a club? No, 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 no. Anything I wanna, like that? Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to serve. I don't want to do anything in hospitality. Got it. Um, I've done it long enough. Um, I want to go out on my, when I want to go out to where I want to go out. And if I want to bounce to five different places in one night, I want to be able to do that. Cool. I haven't typically gotten to do that all my life because I'm normally working. On a weekend when my friends are going out of town for the weekend, and I'm, I want to be able to go yeah. out of town too. I, yeah. My right. weekends are my work week. Yeah. So, yeah, what, yeah. what are your your like two like your best and worst experiences you've had in this business that you could recall? Um, I've had some really good moments. Uh, you know, I I I remember when Jamie Foxx's group would be calling me from from the private jet we just landed in Miami. You know, nice. This was after he won the grand, the the, the Oscar, the Oscar, right. and all that, and did three different times. He did a party for me, nice, um, without even charging, um, and just came and blew the roof off the place. Those were really special moments for me. Um, you have a lot of athlete friends too. A lot of athlete friends, you know, um, and and they're still my friends. Uh, the other day, somebody we were at dinner with. I was at dinner at Marion. One of my favorite restaurants in Miami, Tim Brickle, actually. And this girl that comes with me to dinner often, she's like, man, every time I come to dinner, she's like, you guys, some of the most interesting, coolest friends. You know, are these, and it made me think, I'm like, wow, man, I'm really, I'm really blessed, blessed to have these people as friends for so many years. Like, these guys have been my, some of these people, 15 years. And they've, and these are people that everybody wants to be, Right. They kisses their ass. It's the fact build that you took it a little further than the usual promoter. Yeah. You'll see a well, promoter. You know, you build you know one of the you things know. that, you know, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing to a club owner. It's a bad thing. But a lot of my athlete friends or celebrity friends, when um, they hit me up and, or I hit them up to come out, they're like, hey, do I have to get a table? Right. And I've always said the same thing. 
I said, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Exactly. I said, you're my boy. So if you want to come hang out at my table, you hang out at my table. Now, if you'd like to get your own table, because you got friends coming, or if you want to purchase bottles on my table, you can, but the same way I invite any of my friends, you're exactly. invited like a regular, and that's how I've always treated them. Nice. And um, I, I miss out on sales that way, 100%. Right. Yeah. But that's just how I've always been. You build relationships, bro, and, and you're real. It's, it's what, how you feel about them. It's not like you're trying to be their friend because you want to get them to buy a table. And I think that's what makes things different. You know what I mean? Like the fact that it's real, that you are, you know, genuine about the fact that you want to be their friend. And I understand 100%. I think that's a good also, a, a, a good little tip. tip you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. Kind of make sure you, 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 you say, I, look, what I'm getting from Alex is that he's been true to himself as far as music, as far as his style, you know? And, right. Uh, Which has and, changed completely in the past and, year, by and, the way. And by the way, you <laughs> know, also, also, I am addicted to reggaeton. Oh, okay. That's yeah. my yeah, yeah, shit. Yo, hey, listen. What about Trap? Trap, Bad Bunny, all yeah, this yeah. guy? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I listen to okay. now. Ozuna and Bad Bunny are Hey, because, are because, you know, that's important. You know, sometimes, like he said, you know, some, some people could say, hey, no, listen, this is what we want you to play. This is what we want you to do. And, and he's, he's taking that initiative to say, nah, man, listen, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to be. And even with those guys that he's promoting, celebrities, athletes, he's telling them, dude, come hang out with me. You know, it's, it's no, no pressure. Don't feel that every time you call me, you have to buy a bottle for $3,000. It's just, you know, come hang out, come relax. That's a great tip for all those promoters. Yeah, and and these guys, they, they don't really take advantage. If they're coming through with, even if it's just girls, if they're coming through with six girls, they're going to buy a table. Right. You know what I mean? Now, so if they're you, coming by themselves, let, or let, with let, one of their boys. Let them make the decision. Yeah. You, you haven't know, mentioned any, any bad moments, so that means it's all been... No, you know, all, I've, I've had bad moments, but for so some... I've always, for some reason, uh, shut the, I shut those things out. I, 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 I'd really have to give it some thought. I mean, I've definitely had bad moments where the people that have owed me money, where I didn't get paychecks, <laughs> where, um, you know, that happens in this business a lot. Oh, okay. Um, so make sure, promoters, when you, when, you know, when you close a deal, I don't know, get it in writing. Don't even try to get, get that in writing. Money. Listen, there's no way around it. You're in this yeah. business, you're going to be owed money. For at sure. different times okay um so it's just part of the business it's i've been on both sides so i've well, been on the side as owning a, a club as, because somebody as, as club money. owners but right, right by the that's way one. i'm still owning money from house from, from exactly from house hey, for example wow. well, what's up bro exactly you brought me in over there you're <laughs> gonna take care exactly. of me or what for example not me not me the club but for example let's call him right now actually actually that's that's the club um that um when alex decided to come back back into this after after a short or long actually i don't know how long you were off because you took the nightlife yeah yeah he took some time on yeah i took some time off i was i was raising my son nice um good. Shout out so to he you moved son. in with me when he was when he was 10 years old i was a single right. single father so i was like oh, awesome this, man this yeah. nightlife stuff is not going to work yeah for me we'll, right we'll, now. we'll get we'll get about, to that in a second we're talk about that but in um a but yeah for example i brought him back I, you know brought him no i mean i asked him to come back and he did he came back um to that party that we were doing at this club at house very close by yeah. to here you know no, no shout out club, to that no, they Man. didn't really have their own yeah it was crazy no, it was crazy no, no, no. I, I think was... I had like 70 something people that came yeah, shut yeah, that yeah. house I mean I can I'm tell you I mean, just, like... just to use a number just that the place alone owns, owes me $38,000 <laughs> you're interested in knowing so after this interview <laughs> because that club is right around so if gonna, anybody wants to go collect go. that for him exactly you can have half on those people's door He'll give yeah, you half. Yeah, so, so what? I, but, but what I do want to say about that is the fact that it doesn't matter, guys. Like, do not give up if somebody owes you money in this business. It's gonna happen. Sorry. Try to collect. Try, but if it's not, just just pass. You know that page. Go on to the next one, and keep on going. It's 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 gonna happen. So I said earlier that I've been on the on the other side too. But learn I've been, for a, I've been an owner. Happen. I've been an owner in situations where I'm not the deciding owner where, where there's other people who are making the decisions and I'm just a partner and I've seen how many times they go you know what this is not as important this promoter doesn't work here anymore forget that payment put that to the end of the list we got to take care of the you know electricity we got to take care of whatever the rent it's you know so, Which is so sad. it is sad and it, and it shouldn't happen and that's why I believe that there should be a lot more regulation in this business because I don't think there's enough um, the same way that the realtor 
um, you know, it's regulated, I think a promoter should. And the one way to regulate them is regulating, you know, that if they're owed money, it should be getting paid. Well, listen, so, buddy, or, or you know what? My boy is the mayor of Miami. Exactly. Two little kids. Maybe we need to set up a meeting with. Shout out to our boy, Las Quintero and Mayor. Oh, Francis Suarez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Shout out to the mayor. Um, no, but, but definitely, we got to make that happen. That's awesome. I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to make that happen. I'm sure that, yeah. I'm sure that, that, that eventually gonna, has to happen, right? You know, I think so. And they're going to be interested in doing so. And, 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 and positive things are going to happen. Protecting you guys. I mean, a lot of promoters are not going to feel happy about it because a lot of them get to do whatever they want. But it's, but you know, I think everything Hey, but that's kind of cool. Like, like Alex just said, you know what? All those negative things that happen, I kind of shut, shut them, them off. down. And I just keep it moving. I don't let that negativity kind of like consume me. Best That's a good way to look Best at it. it. Yeah, you know, when I'm in the moment, it's not that easy. You know, I, I, at the end of the day, I'm a Marine, and yeah, and, yeah. and I get really upset, and yeah. and um, you know, I have certain expectations of people, and they don't usually get met. I'm right. I'm a very look. Everybody's got their flaws. Mine is not being honest and 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 fair. That's never been my my issue. Um, and that seems to be so many people's issues. Yeah. And it really drives me crazy. Um, and I get really upset about that, those keep kind of things. Keep you know? st stick to their work. Yeah, okay. I have high expectations of people, but I, I, I also give that in return. Um, you know, I've known Julio Mario for 15 years, somewhere around there. We've never had an issue. You know, nope. we're the same type of person. We're, we're honest and we're fair. Right. We might mess something up. Me, we've there, known each other that long too. The only issue we have is that I'm still telling him to bring Yahe back. He doesn't to want bring what? Yahe back. Yahe oh back. my god. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, want to, yeah. you know. Who knows? Who knows? Kids, Stuff you know? is happening soon, but you know, we'll talk about the new new ventures. Yeah, yeah. That's soon. the only issue we have. Um, Alex, you mentioned uh, being a single father a little while back. Yeah. Um, usually we end the show with a little um, segment called the night father the night father um, the two of us have seven kids between us yeah. not together no, like we mentioned together. before but four um, kids but, he has three right but um yeah you have We're one busy. right one one a little older yeah you'll be 20 in less than a month well and, it uh, sounds crazy that you have a 20 year old that's and, uh, that, on, on instagram his uh his little profile a shout out is uh you don't see me at the club, but I don't see you at the bank. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, I'm tired of seeing that club, man. Yeah, he's, he's not into clubbing. He's been working um, uh, for the past year now as a linesman for an electric, the electric company. He moved to North Carolina, making great money. Um, you know. He, so the question is, can you be a parent in this business? That's... Yes, of course. Yes. Um, I mean, you heard just, it. You, you have to learn how to balance things. Obviously, like, look, when I was a single parent, um, you know, his mo his mother had passed away, so Sorry, I was, um, thank you. So I was the only thing he had. So if I if if we were together, or if uh, he still had his mother in his life, maybe I wouldn't have had to have left nightlife. You know, I don't know. Um, but um, so yeah, there's definitely a, there's def there's always a way. You know, and if you uh, it's not going to be easy. You know, nightlife schedule is rough. It's tough. Even if you don't drink, just right. the schedule is grueling. Because all night you're at the club. You're at the club, but there's all kinds of day work you need to do too. Oh, yeah. People think that it's just a party and sleeping night, in. Sleeping in. Sleeping in. It's it's really a seven day a week job. Even on the day you want to take off, people right. are hitting you up for different things. Seven days a week. It really listen. is. If you want to take it seriously, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. It really sure. is. And you it want really to be is. successful at it. For it's sure. A seven day week job. But it is possible and so it's for those, so rewarding. For those who want to kind of like leave their regular job and they're kind of like, ah, it's just that I want to be a promoter. It seems fun. What do you say to that person who has a good, it's, secure job? It's still fun. Do you tell them, do you tell them, hey, uh, look, what I feel is like if, if it's in you and it's kind of like in your mind and it's something that you want to fulfill, I, I, I tell them, hey, go ahead, go for it, man. You know? But don't think it's not worth well, You're only going to get out get out of it what you put in. There you go. I mean, you're exactly. only going to get out of it what you put in. Yeah, I can't really give anybody, uh, tell anybody what to do in that situation. Only they know themselves, you know? I can only tell them how what worked for me or, or why it was a good idea for me. Or You've given some good advice. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, man, like, stay true to yourself, you know, be honest, kind of like be be uh, in control, be disciplined. It's a lot of white know? hair on this table for a reason. Oh, yeah. 
of, <laughs> for sure. Right? And look, I've had my ups and downs, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a human being, and I, I've had my point times where I was drinking too much or partying too much or whatever, and um, and my business suffered because of that. Um, it's you know, just like uh, you know, I have a lot of friends in the NFL, like I said, and I can tell just by the way they live their lives why the ones that have the success that they have have that kind of success. Just by the ones that don't party during the week. They don't, the ones that don't drink at all, the ones that are up every day at five in the morning training, and you see their play on the field reflect, and it's no different in nightlife. If you're the guy that's partying and you're at after parties every day um, till 10 o'clock in the this. morning, talk to I'm me. I'm sorry, like, it, was there any a game that you went to that you saw the guy playing and you were like feeling, feeling guilty because that you, you, you made that guy party the day before? Was there any No, because you know what, I've never, I've never pushed anybody to party. Okay. Well, it ever, happened to ever, us. Ever, ever, yeah. Ever. It happened to us, but baseball. But I, um, I do remember, and I won't mention you, any Venezuela, names. Venezuelan, Venezuelan pitcher, but uh -huh. the party ended oh. at our club. It ended at five in the morning. He went to the after party at Space. Oh no. Went on till whatever he hours. That day? He, he played at the one p.m. game on a Sunday. Oh. Pitcher. He was out by the third inning. Three homers. Oh, I'm not wow. gonna say the name, but he was. Well, I'm sure somebody did that, but look, two weeks when, the, when the Miami so. Heat went to their first NBA uh, championship yeah, in 06, yeah. I used to run a party uh, at Privé on Thursday nights. Yeah. And um, on that Thursday night, the next day, uh, I can't remember which game it was of the series, but it was the NBA Finals. Wow. And I had a couple of Miami Heat players in there getting drunk. You were I'm like, just getting wasted, and I'm just like, and I'm a huge Heat fan. Yeah, you were like, yeah. nah, like, what are you doing, these guys? Anything? Get out of here! And luckily, we won the game and we won the series. Yeah, but I was just <laughs> like, man, some of these people, have, you know, it doesn't matter what level they're on, they have their their demons and their vices too. Yeah, and he could not discipline himself to keep his asshole. Hey, uh, but I just couldn't believe it. Hey, but check it out. Right. At the end of the day, you gotta understand them. They're kind of like living that that. You know, they're celebrating. Them. Yeah, you know, but you're in the NBA Finals. You yeah. still got a game. You. You, got, yeah, you got a you, championship you, to go get. You got to hey, celebrate after Marine, the championship. But celebrate Marine, right after. These guys are making millions of dollars, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to take those games serious. Yeah, like, one of my boys plays for Cleveland. A very good friend of mine plays for the Browns. And um, we were just talking about this the other day. And I was asking him about the nightlife in Cleveland. He's like, we didn't win one game last year, so I don't know. I didn't have anything to celebrate. And he was a rookie last year. And that's the way he... He he he, he, he lives measured it. and and yeah he he's he's on point you know that's good and he he takes his career serious and his training serious so he's gonna have a you know that already you know he's gonna have a long wow. and successful career because of that for sure. that's the attitude you gotta for have sure. for sure all right guys so I think it's been an amazing amazing man. episode so an, many an great show. tips this guy has a lot you know to talk about um, so we probably end up having him back at some point. Um, sure. It's great to talk to him. Right, yo, um, thank you guys for having me, man. No, this is no, really, really fun. Um, I'm glad I could make it. I almost didn't make it. Almost, man. But, but, but as a business. Marine, you made it. Hey, man, when you, when you, you, when you put please, yeah, I'm like, man, man yeah, por yeah, favor. Yeah. I, like, I can't miss yeah, this. Man. Thank, you, so, miss. thank you. Thank so, you so much uh, for being thank here. Thank you guys for having me, man. Um, again, wanted to uh, mention your, your, your social, social media. media. yeah. Oh, yeah. How do people oh, follow you? funny social media, guys. Yeah. You know, I didn't know Instagram was going to be so popular. <laughs> once I once I created the name, I kind of just kept it. Right. But when, back in the day when we used to have AOL Instant Messenger, I was 25, and at 25 I thought I was an old man. I just okay. felt old. Okay. So I made my Instant Messenger the young AG. Stands for Alex Gowdy. Right. The young AG. So in com, you know in honor or in commemoration or whatever of my AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger, I made my Instagram the young AG. Right. So that's that's my Instagram. At the at the young ag. At the young underscore ag. All right, that's awesome, man. That's <laughs> yeah, really, it's kind hey, of fun. Listen, I love it, man. He's definitely yeah. true to the hey, game. I want to shout out. I want to shout out to um, this guy. I want to make sure that all you people that are listening. Yes. Um, you know, send us messages. Talk to us. Let us know what you want to hear about. This guy uh, from Toronto. Oh. Um, a boy. You know. Yeah. Uh, Deshay. Deshay. Um, What's going on, shout man? Shout out to him, man. Thank you for, just, for all just the love. After hearing all this stuff, Listen, you can do it. Best you know, right your, here. Goals, your, your goals are very Deshay, you know, strong. 20, 23 year old from Toronto? 23. From Toronto, yeah, right? I read, I, yeah, I remember. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, bro, just just keep on going. Uh, keep listening. Watch out for the courses that are I coming. Think, I think Alex is. And all you guys, him. man, you, just write to us. Let us know that you're, you're there, that you're listening. 
we're gonna be here to, to watch out for you guys. This guy's gonna be leaving a, a spot soon because he sounds like he's uh, planning on other stuff. Um, so, so, so there's another. Do a better job than a, you know. You're gonna give some room, man. Is I'm, I'm like Michael Jordan when he was in the Wizards. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not that good anymore. So. <laughs> but, but, but soon he'll be part of your your your, your university, right? The nightlife entrepreneur. Oh, he probably university. he'll probably be part of that for Definitely, sure. He'll probably sure. be part of that. Hey, so I, I want to give thanks to uh, Cusqueña for the happy hours that they have here at Winwood Kitchen and Bar. We want to thank. The Winwood Kitchen what and Bar. What would we do without Cusqueña, right? Man, let me tell you, Cusqueña is, is coming through. We want to thank Cavarcier. Cavarcier, baby. Uh, seemed nice. So, uh, hey, if you want a good happy hour, come out here to the Winwood uh, Kitchen and Bar. Uh, and they have Cusqueña on happy hour. Right. Yeah, food here is excellent. Hey, don't forget. Um, you can follow me at Ico, right. at Ico Taps Beer. Ico, and, Ico, and uh, Ico Doral Food and Wine Festival. No, not Ico Doral Food and Wine Festival. At Doral Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> at the Nightlife Entrepreneur with underscores between the words. Yeah, man. Did you understand that? No, say it again, man. Say it It'll again. be written down here, but the underscore nightlife. <laughs> underscore entrepreneur hey, thank you so much Make it right, thank you guys man appreciate, appreciate you being it. here cheers Salute. thank you looking forward to coming back till next time are you gonna top alex no to we're not gonna be you know nah, topping off alex but alex next week we're gonna get into a detailed uh part of this business something that's happening uh which is social media and we have a social media expert Oh. Guy that, that, that runs social media for a lot of different uh, brands, clubs, promoters. So he understands what works, what doesn't work. So that we don't, you know, it, it, we sound like we do understand it. This yeah. guy is, you know, break it down. deep. I'm going to break it down this for is, sure. Okay. Yo, we won't say names, in. but tune he'll in be here next, next week. week. It's going to be very interesting yes. for all your social media heads. All right. See you then. See you then. Oh, we're still on there? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I, I see. Con eso terminas.